Hello and welcome back to another episode of AB Side. This week is a bit different. Um, Ansi's unable to be here, but we have a special guest. Uh, special guest, why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, everybody. Uh, my name's Yang, and uh, I attend uh, BCC with Ben and Ansi. Yeah. Hey, Yang, it's great to have you on the show. Um, we'll get into why particularly I've asked you on later, but we've got a little bit of feedback from last week, so we'll just run through that quickly. Listeners, I don't know if you if you remember, but um, in our show last week when we had Jessie Tang on, um, she challenged the listeners to to write a, a poem, a haiku, and we had one submitted from one of our listeners. Um, so here it is. Wise Tang plays canon ethnomusicology, God's people diverse. There we go. Um, I'm sure <laughs> Ansi would have lots to say about that, but yeah, I think it's, I think that's great. If you want to keep writing, I don't know who who submitted this. If you want to keep, you don't know. I don't know. You have no idea. Ansi, Ansi oh, wow. knows. I don't know who it was. Um, okay. If you want to keep writing them, that's great. You, we could have one for each episode, and then mm. people don't have to listen to an hour's worth of of um, nonsense. They can just listen to the haiku. <laughs> So today's episode um, is a follow-on from episode 19. This is episode 21. Episode 19, we talked about the word of faith uh, movement and the prosperity gospel. And the idea that um, that's kind of undermining or even sometimes opposing a Christ-centered, Christ-alone gospel. And we, we were kind of basing it on this, this documentary on Netflix, American Gospel, which was coming from a very... A, sing, a, a single viewpoint, really, um, very reformed theology, um, very American, even in their in their response. And so I thought we we on this episode should probably address healing and the Holy Spirit, maybe in a more positive way, because it kind of dealt with the faith healing stuff with kind of a blunt bat, just like this is all crazy and this is all. Um, dodgy. Mm. So I thought it would be good if we could address healing and the spirit in a more positive way. Great. And I think just before we start, actually, this verse from Romans 11 came to me. Um, actually, it's Romans 11, but he's, he's quoting um, Isaiah 40. Um, Romans 11, mm. 34 says, who can know the mind of the Lord and who has mm. been his counselor? And so even though we, we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit, I think it's important for us to 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 say to our listeners you know like we don't nobody's expected to know exactly how god works we're not going to know that until we get to heaven so in our conversations in our questions it's all part of trying to understand god more but nobody's going to have the perfect understanding of who god is yeah yeah mm. okay so yang you listened to episode 19 right yeah yeah did you have any um any comments either on on what we were saying or or on American gospel? Um, yeah, maybe I, I've I've uh, I've got some a few thoughts. I think I think there's a uh, I do agree with some of the concerns if they are valid. I think um, of uh, overemphasizing finances or prosperity, uh, although the Bible does promise um, prosperity and you know. I was just uh, having a Bible study this week with 
a young believer teaching her about Titan offering, and we are going to um, Malachi, and it's the verse that God says, "Test me in this." And when he's talking about Titan offering, if I will not pour out, open up the heaven gates and pour out blessings. So I think there are prosperity within the Bible, but I think overemphasis is always, you know, not great. Um, yeah, I love I love the part that they, you know, go back to Christ, um, the title of it, Christ alone. The centrality of Christ, I think, can't agree anymore. Um, but of course, there, <laughs> I, did, I have parts that I disagree with, which is, um, I think, the way they portray uh, people they don't agree with, especially with um, the three-second clip, five-second clip. I think it might have some misrepresentation, uh, which I think NC highlighted, mm. which which I was, uh, wow, I was quite impressed, yeah, that even though NC agrees sometimes with the nar- narrative, even so, she said, maybe it might be misrepresenting, which, yeah, I think it's it's fair enough. Fair enough yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think I agree with you on that. Um, mm. the, but, like, some of the stuff was, was blatant, though, right? Like, the, the Kenneth Copeland stuff, I was like, no, man, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is not, like, if you're, mm. if you're saying that, that, like, you have, um, what did he say? Um, oh, yeah, Jesus... God says I am and and Keith Copeland says oh well I am too like if you're saying that like I don't need to listen to mm. more of you but but yeah I get I get with some of the other clips um mm. they were just chucking in uh, a small yeah. section mm-hmm. All right so Yang I feel like you are someone who is who has experienced healing and is um interested in the spiritual gift of healing um mm. Mm. and and I don't know if you would say, but I, I would, I would maybe describe you as having the gift of healing as well. Um, can you tell us about your own experience with healing um, first? Um, yeah, um, um, I think I maybe maybe I start with you know my my background. So um, I actually grew up going to the Catholic church um, twice a year only, so not really every Sunday. So that's sort of my uh, upbringing. But I accepted Christ when I was 16 um, in a, a church in Malaysia. That's where I'm from. Um, but it's only when I went to university that I started hearing about healing. I started hearing about, oh, in there were pockets of revival happening around the world, uh, quote-unquote, in a charismatic world. Um, and I just hear things like, wow, like what? Eyes open, blind eyes open, and deaf ears open. Um, obviously, I didn't know, I didn't know that, wow, it, it, it still happened today. So that was sort of the, the first exposure to, to that. And then I started reading in the word that, oh, wow, Jesus does that. But still, uh, doesn't mean I can do it. Um, it was just like, uh, it felt quite distant. Um, but then I think uh, the first encounter with healing personally for me um, was a very interesting, very, very funny story. So there's a guy in university that um, I brought him to church. He accepted Christ. So he's very young in faith. He doesn't know about theology or Trinity. Doesn't like He's a young Christian. He's probably like one week old Christian, right? Um, but he, he read in the Gospels um, that, you know, Jesus was healing uh, the blind eyes and, you know, healing every sickness, casting out demons. So it was a conversation between him and I at 
and a late night in in the hostel accommodation. And he he was saying to me, "Wow, young, um, Jesus can heal uh, all these sicknesses. He's he's pretty amazing, isn't it?" Um, I said, "Yeah, of course, you know." And me being the more mature Christian, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, you should keep reading your Bible, that kind of thing." But then, then but he, he put me on the spot, not intentionally, but he put me on the spot and say, "Wow, if if that's the case." Do you think he can uh, heal my mosquito bite right now? So he was scratching his hand while saying that to me, and I was caught. I was caught in the moment. Like I know in my head that Jesus can heal, but I've never prayed for healing, right? But then you know, me being the more mature Christian, I'm like, yeah, of course you can. Um, but I knew I, I was letting myself into. A, if I said yes, he can. I have to pray then. So. Uh, reluctantly, I put my hand on his uh, on his hand uh, that was that had the mosquito bite. By the way, we're from Malaysia. There's a lot of mosquitoes. Okay, um, so I lay my hands and pray, and uh, and I, I think I prayed for I don't know 10, 20 seconds, and then after that there was silence. So I'm like I don't know what to do. This is my first time, um, and the next moment he started running, started running and and shouting like praise God, God healed me. Um, I was like, that's the first time I see someone react like that as well. But obviously, he's my friend, so I'm not going to, you know, discount him. Um, so that was my first encounter with healing. Mm. A very, very trivial thing, uh, you know, potentially placebo, some might say. But I didn't pray for healing after that for, for years. But this guy, because of this encounter with the, with the healing power of God, he started... He started uh, praying for every mosquito bite that he has, you know. Every time there's a mosquito bite, he started praying for mosquito bites. And, you know, and then God built his faith through that. And then he started seeing sick people among his friends and his neighbors. And he just started grabbing them and praying. Um, Again, he's a very young Christian, right? So in me, the intellectual side of me is like, whoa, how can this be? How can God use someone that doesn't know much about the faith? Um, But the, the thing is, the healings that come, you know, like long shot leg growing up. I know American Gospel had some comments about that, mm. um, which I have a lot of experience with, <laughs> which I can share later. But long shot leg started growing up. You know what? He actually prayed for somebody with a smaller leg than the other one. So it's not long shot. It's a smaller one. Mm. And it grew up. I, I haven't seen that uh, often in uh, since then. But so, yeah, I think God was really um, showing me, I think, that healing does happen in today. Yeah. Um, even though I was reluctant because there was a lot of things going through in my mind. I was like, what is the right theology for it? You know, what if people don't get healed? And like, I, I think actually deep inside is the fear. It's the fear of man. It's the fear of lo- looking silly. Because he looks really silly, right? Like who would run around praising God with a mosquito bite healing? But I think, you know, Jesus said, um, if you want to enter the kingdom of God, you have to be like children, you know, be a childlike faith. So, so that's a bit of my exposure uh, to healing. Mm. Um, yeah. So, were you at, at that time? Do you think you were more skeptical? Were you skeptical? Um, I think I began with uh, being skeptical. Yeah, mm. but then the the healing just started to happen so often that it became. In all, and then it became actually uh, jealousy, uh, surprisingly. And I, it's interesting that you quote Romans eleven because mm. that's where Paul was saying, um, 
that he uses the gen- God uses the Gentile to provoke jealousy in the Jew. And I felt a bit like that. I felt like, how can, Lord, I, I serve you in the church and, you know, I, I, I preach the gospel and I lead people to Christ. And how come I don't see that in my life? And how come this guy that just came to faith, you know, is experiencing so much? Um, but yeah, that, that, a lot of, there's a lot of um, mental struggles going on. Um, of course, I've, I've, I've gone from there from now. Um, but I think that's where I started. Yeah, I think I think what's what's cool is like in that story, I feel like you can totally see why God chose to heal such a minor thing. And you know, like I don't think God is going to heal every person's mosquito bite every time. <laughs> that's not that, mm. that's not how the world works. It's not how like we're in the fallen world, right? Like sickness is part of that too. Um, I I don't know though. I I, I would want to pray for every mosquito right now, right? Like, <laughs> right? To see if God will heal. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Mm. But you can totally see. Um, like maybe we'll talk about Acts Acts three later. But um, it's like the same reaction. Acts three is um, where uh, where Peter and and John see the the blind beggar. No, not the blind beggar. The the lame beggar, and they ask. Uh, they tell him to to stand up and walk and then there's this like crowd and they're all rushing through the temple um and it's kind of like the similar a similar thing right like it's this this person who doesn't maybe hasn't heard all of the gospel but through this miraculous act then comes to have some better understanding of of god's power mm-hmm. and i think i think that's that's where healing is um i think that's that's one of the main reasons why we have healing yeah i think i think like you say it's it definitely allows that person to understand uh, god more but at the same time it really challenges me to know god more because you know i i didn't know how to be childlike i didn't know how to have faith i didn't know what that looks like and uh as much as that healing is a blessing to him i think it's it's a longer process for me, but it was a blessing to me as well because through that, I realized, okay, um, I go back to the Word and the Word says, you know, um, Jesus said, uh, if you love me, the things I do, you will do also. So I, I felt later on, I caught up to the understanding that actually it's not just a one-off incident. And what he is, what my friend was experiencing, killing people, going around, praying for the sick, was a command from Jesus. Mm. Um and it's an assignment from heaven, which I later on caught on, which I think we were going to discuss later on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I think it, it started that way. Uh, and it was definitely a blessing to me. In a wrong way, it, it was cheesing me off, but I needed that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so how about your experience of, of praying for healing since then? Um, so when i when i go we'll go back to scripture like like the the few verses um jesus said actually when jesus sent out the 12 uh he said go and preach the gospel of the kingdom and heal the sick um so i always thought like preaching the gospel is just verbal but when when i go back to when jesus was preaching the gospel when he first started his ministry he preached the gospel and healed the sick and then when he told the 12 he sent out the 12. He said the same thing when he sent out the 72. It's the same thing. So I began to embrace that. And um, when I, I think that one of the biggest breakthroughs of uh, praying for the sick was, or praying for healing was when I came to BCC. 
um, I, obviously coming from a more, slightly more charismatic background in Malaysia, I came here and I, I don't see that on, on our day-to-day basis, right? It doesn't happen on a weekly basis. Some person get healed and like, praise God, that kind of thing. Um, but I wasn't yet willing to pray for the sake, you know, I'm still struggling with the fear of men and all that. Um, so it came down to that one day in life group when I was just talking to this tall guy, you may or may not know him, uh, in church. And I was like, man, God heals, man. We read in the word, he heals. Um, I was, I was speaking out of frustration, but at the same time, I was not willing to pray. So you see that, that hypocrite in me. Um, and I'm like, you know, wow. I was, I was starting to say all the, all the healings I've seen back home. And I just happened to mention long, short leg, like people with short leg. And, and, and people with long, short leg usually have a lot of back pain because, you know, it's just not balanced. Unless they, they knew it and they do whatever, put, in, put some soles in their shoes. But I just happened to mention that. And, and then it just crossed my mind while I was talking to him. Like, you wouldn't have long, short leg, would you? Um, and he's like, no, I don't. Then I carry on uh, talking. And then halfway through, he interrupted me and said, actually, I do have long shot leg. I'm like, what? Oh, wow. Again, you know, it's almost like the situation back with uh, my friend uh, with the most cute bike. I was, I was caught. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, I say God heals, but I'm not willing to pray. And then I'm caught in a situation. So at that situation, I'm like, okay, shall we pray for you then? Um, but I think he, he, he wasn't exposed to, you know, what, what, what is all this healing crazy weird thing? So he's like, no, 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 I, I think I need some time. So I said, okay, next week, next week, when you come back to life group, we'll pray for you. So next week, we had life group. We sort of looked at each other awkwardly, like, oh, are we going to bring it up? Are we going to bring it up? At the end of life group, everyone left then like, okay, uh, shall we pray for your leg then? Um, so we prayed for his leg. Um, I didn't have the faith to to hold it up like that. So usually when you pray for a long shot, like you hold it up in your hand so that you can clearly see. And then you command the leg to grow out. I mean, that's how I used to experience it. But I didn't have faith. So I checked his leg and he sees it is shorter. I see it's shorter. And I put it down and just lay it the, at the floor and I say, okay, we're going to pray for your leg, okay? So we pray for one of his legs to grow out <laughs> in Jesus' name. Uh, and then after after we pray, I ask him, how do you feel? And he's like, uh, I don't I don't know. Uh, I felt warm, but that's probably your hand. I'm like, okay, uh, stand up then. Let's, let's, let's stand up and see if you feel the difference. When he stood up, um, well, I, I didn't see the correlation with uh, my, my first mosquito so much. But when he stood up, he was quiet for at least 10 seconds. So he was quiet for 10 seconds. I look at him like, what's wrong? Everything okay? And uh, he's like, I need to go. I need to go. Like, <laughs> So his leg has obviously grew out and he could feel the difference, but he didn't know how to react. And I think it's just so overwhelming. So he left. And after one week, he talked to me and said, wow, I didn't know what happened. I think God just you know, heal my leg. So that, that is sort of, oh, I'm like, wow, healing can happen now. I, I, I used to look to people with quote-unquote gifts of healing. They can, they can heal the sick. Uh, uh, you know, anytime there's a sickness, okay, go to that person. Um, but now I understand, actually, um, yeah, like, if you see a sick person, God has called you to pray for the sick. So, so from then on, I, I started really embracing, like, okay, I'm going to be diligent. I'm going to be diligent if I see the sick. I'm going to embrace it and like, okay, if God say, go and heal the sick, preach the gospel, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Mm. So that's that sort of kicks off from uh, from when I first joined BCC. Mm. Yeah. You know what's, what's really interesting is like how, 
Um, I guess we'll talk about faith later. Um, mm. But we keep saying we're going to talk about stuff later. But um, <laughs> like, I think I think every Christian does pray for healing, right? Like, if you hear that someone's really sick, um, you might mm. send a prayer request around, and you might you might be praying for for people kind of remotely. But um, but maybe there's not a expectation from from everyone that miraculous healing will happen um mm -hmm. instantly and i mean even sometimes when when um when i'm praying i know that that i will sometimes almost it's not like a a get out clause but i will if i'm praying with people um for healing i will like surround it with like God, will you please heal this person of their cancer or whatever? Um, mm -hmm. Through through miracles or through the doctors or like I'm trying to give um, like it doesn't have to be miraculous. I mean, uh, uh, miraculous is probably the wrong word because I think if God in intervenes in any way, even if it doesn't mm -hmm. seem wondrous, um, it's still miraculous. But um, it doesn't have to be now. Yeah, what's your thing, guys? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, even though you want it to be, and even though I will still ask for that, I'll also be like, "Oh, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be God. You can, do, you know, like actually, you can choose what He wants to do. He doesn't need. Yeah, it's not like it's not like He's going to be. Well, you didn't ask for now, so I'm going to let them suffer for a week until <laughs> until like the doctors mar magically find uh, the cure or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I think we go back if we. Uh... If we look at the examples that we have in scripture, mm. um, oftentimes they're immediate, isn't it? And I, I know in reality, uh, it doesn't always happen. But I think if we were to model something, I would want to model after Jesus or the disciples or Paul. Or even, you know, in Acts 4, um, where Peter just lift this guy up and, you know, stand up and walk, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I think over the years... <laughs> It's, it's God is just building up my faith to see enough healings to know that or to read and really believe like, wow, it could be immediate. It doesn't always be immediate. Actually, I have a medical issue that I prayed to God to heal me immediately. Uh, it didn't happen. And I said, fine, three months then. Didn't happen. I said, fine, six months then. <laughs> and it didn't happen in the end uh, after a year, you know. Um, but but I guess I, guess I, do, I don't want to... Um, I don't want to shape my belief based on my experience. I want to shape my belief based on scripture mm. and, uh, and the many examples that we see is immediate. Um, I guess then the question is, then is it realistic to expect it to be immediate? Um, I would say, why not? Like if God, if God is a God of miracle, he can do it immediate. And if it doesn't, then we say, we'll keep praying for you then. Mm. But um, I think he definitely can heal immediately and, and time and time again, um, we've seen it in scripture. We've seen it in testimonies. Um, yeah, our God is amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's yeah. I don't know why we would why we try and um, diminish it, but I think I think part of it is, you know, even though God can and does absolutely heal and does miraculously heal, it doesn't happen every time, right? Um, not every person who gets sick and is prayed for gets healed. Um, and in fact, all of us eventually are going to die. We're all going to get, well, maybe not all get sick, but we will all, lot, lots of people will get sick uh, and that will be how they die. Like, right? Like every person is going to pass away. So 
so there will always be something that he's not going to heal in a person's life, and they will die from it, right? Yeah, but I think I think though there's a difference between dying and dying in suffering. Um, not that we're not against suffering, but dying in sickness. Um, so, yeah, but I, 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 I yeah, I, I don't know. I can't comment on that because I haven't reached that stage. <laughs> or I haven't been walking with people that, you know, have received healing, but then at the later stage of their life, they fall really, really ill and die. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it's something I will, I will leave for mystery, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but practically, though, right, like, if we are praying for someone uh, and they're not healed, what should we, what should we do about that? Mm. Yeah, I think that's that's an amazing question, and it's actually a bigger, bigger question than we think because I think a lot of uh, a lot of Christians are maybe having that question at the back of their mind. So it actually hinders them from actually even wanting to pray. Because what if I pray and nothing happens? What if I pray it doesn't get healed? Um, but I think I think again, <laughs> I. For me personally, for me personally, what, how do I answer that question? Because it's obviously a very important question when you're going out praying for the sick or, you know, you really embrace, like, God has asked me to preach the gospel and heal the sick. Um, I, think, I think scripture, Jesus, I haven't have an example of Jesus praying for somebody and didn't heal. Although, Paul did pray for a lot of healings, but he did pray for, I mean, he left somebody unwell. I think it's a person called Melitus. So, uh, but however, from scripture, most of the people got healed. If, and in, in, in Jesus' case, almost 100%, right? So, so then why, why do some people not get healed, some people get healed? Um, yeah, I, I did struggle with that question. And myself, right? I didn't get healed as well. But I think um, from the people that I learned with, um, you know, pastors that, that really whole healing rallies and you see amazing, amazing uh, healings happening in their rallies. Actually, I'll give an example. Uh, John Wimber, right, the founder of Vineyard Church, um, mm. he, he, had, he had healing rallies and he actually taught he- healing to, I don't know whether it's accurate to say that, but he taught healing to a lot of the UK churches, um, to a lot of key churches in the UK as well. Um, so he gave an example where he had two nights of uh, a healing rally, uh, two nights of, you know, a meeting that you, you bring all the sick in and uh, you pray for them, right? So the first night, oh, there were so many healings. There were so many healings, crazy things. People get out of wheelchair, whatnot. And the second night, nobody got healed. Two nights. One night, so many, so many healings. The second night, nobody got healed. And when people ask him, what do you feel about this? You know, give me expression. Almost like the same question we're asking. And this is what John Wimber said. He said, um, I didn't feel more anointed the first day or this compared to the second night. Neither have I had more sin in my first day, first night versus the second night. So what he's trying to say is, I don't know. I, all I know is I lay hands on them and I say, come Holy Spirit. That's what he said. I lay hands and I pray for healing. I lay hands and pray. And he actually said, I lay hands, I put my fat hand down and I pray for come Holy Spirit. So, so I guess, I guess there's room for mystery. There's room for, um, yeah, to just to say, I don't know, but the command is to go and heal. The command is to go and show that um, God is Jehovah Rapha. You know, that's, that's what he said. I am the God that heals. So 
Um, yeah, I think that's that's my position. I I, I choose to leave it for mystery rather than um, coming up with a reason to like, oh yeah, you're not healed because because I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. 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 yeah I mm. think I think if we if we we're in dangerous ground if we start start like trying to speak. On yeah. Behalf of God. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's tough. Do would you? Let's say that you're praying for someone and mm. you know it's a it's a serious illness and it doesn't appear that that god's going to heal them how do you have any any thoughts on like pastorally how do you deal with that i think um yeah to to just yeah consult them and say you know god god knows best and and we don't know everything i think i think the verse in um where is it um uh first corinthians 13 uh, the passage about love. Um, mm. Very interestingly, it was saying love is this, love is this, and yeah. love is not this, love is not this. But at the at the last part before First uh, Corinthians fourteen, the last part say, um, but we know in part, uh, yeah. and we see in part, um, but then we will see face to face. So I think mm-hmm. um, I'm sure I'm sure the Holy Spirit will comfort them, you know. And I, I think it's just encouraging them that we we don't have all the answers. We only see in part in this side of heaven. Um, but we will see face to face eventually, and and we will un- we will understand later. Um, but I think it's definitely not to. Is I I definitely disagree to go to the point um, to say yeah God took them um, from you um, or like God killed your babies. Um, I I will rather leave that for mystery and say I we don't know the reason. Um, you know, we know in part, we won't fully know, but we will fully know eventually when we reach heaven and you can ask God or you can see them in heaven, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, like, we've we've been studying prayer in our life group and um, it something that, that we've been talking about, not just related to healing, but um, in general is, like, God wants to um, see us happy right he he wants mm-hmm. good things for us um mm. it and and more like yeah more than salvation salvation is obviously the most important thing um but as well it's the little things as well that that he he does listen to us and and he can answer our prayers but oh, there's loads of times like we nobody here is is listening to this show going yeah every everything i've asked god for ever he's given me um mm. Just in the same way that, like, my kids wouldn't say that. They wouldn't say everything I've asked Daddy for he's given me. because mm. there's, And there's a million reasons why they can't have, like, 20 cookies for, for pudding or, like, why they can't drive mm. the car or, you know, like, there's loads and loads and loads of different reasons why I might say no to stuff. And it's it's the same with God, yeah. I think. Like, it's... Yeah. It's... Um, healing is awesome and it's a great... Um, way that we can experience the power of god and it's it's crucial i guess in in the testimonies of many people um mm. but it's only one thing that god can do in their lives and the most important thing that that, that he can do is to to forgive their sins right so mm. anything else is is great um and it's it might be really helpful in bringing them to to know jesus but also it's you know, f- physical health is something that that I I think God wants for us, um, but it's also not the the pinnacle of of everything because there's more, right? There's eternal life beyond this. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, I, w- I will respond to that, to the word salvation, um, which comes from the word sozo. And um, I think the, the word itself, salvation, is not just spiritual salvation or it tr- it's, you're going to heaven, but it's, it's wholeness in, in everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is is your physical wholeness, your soul's prosperous, your your eternal life is secure. So, um, yeah. So, I think God wants to give us salvation, wants to give us sozo, which is wholeness and everything. But whether we experience it all the time, um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but definitely, there there is richness in salvation more than just I'm going to heaven. I think. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think it's, well, it's, it's restoration. It's about relationship, isn't it? Um, mm. I'm, I'm thinking of like when when um, when the Pharisees are like, you can't forgive forgive this man's sins. And Jesus is like, oh, okay, so shall I just heal him instead? That like, he's he's um, he, he's like, well, which which is the more, which is the greater thing to do? Um, mm. I guess now would be a good time to look at some examples from... Um, from scripture so i think a big question is like what do you think the purpose of healing or miraculous healing what is the purpose of that um when we look in the new testament when we see examples of healing why does jesus do it why do the disciples do it Mm -hmm. um well that's that's a that's a good question um i think why jesus does it this is this is what I see. How I see it is that when Jesus said, "Go and preach the kingdom and heal the sick, cast out demons, um, cleanse the leper," uh, it it goes back to to the promise in uh, is it Isaiah that says, "The spirit of the Lord is upon me uh, to preach the good news to the poor," yeah. isn't it? That 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 prophecy, and then Jesus said, "This is fulfilled in me," and that prophecy is. Is about preaching the good news. It's about restoring sight to the blind. It's about releasing the oppressed. It's about proclaiming the year of the acceptable Lord. So I think, what what going back to the question, what's the what's the purpose of healing in the New Testament? I think it's to reveal um, the heart of God. It's to reveal how the kingdom of God is like. Um, it's to show, um, yeah, because Jesus said the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, and then He healed the sick. He cast out demons. So I think, I think the purpose of healing is to show the heart of God. That God is good and God heals. Um, you know, I you just have to speak to somebody that experienced healing for themselves. You know, it's just it's the, it's the most amazing feeling to know that wow, God will care to heal me. Um, and yeah, actually, I'm, I'm going to share a quick testimony of myself. Actually, last night, um, I um, I have this back pain for a while for the whole week now, and I thought I strained it right. Um, but I don't know why it never occurred to me that I can pray for it myself. Like this is, you know, there's a mental block in me. But I was, I was, uh, I was preparing for this podcast. So I'm just recalling all the healings and all the miracles that I've witnessed, or the ones that I prayed for. And actually, back pain is one of the things that I was so I've seen God heal so many times that you know, I have so much faith in praying for back pain. But strangely, I don't pray for myself. Um, so I just, I just live with it. I just live with this back pain of mine. Um, but last night, um, I was, I was, uh, again thinking about, okay, all the healings that happened. And I'm like, why don't I pray for myself? Why don't? So I just lay hands on myself on my back and I, I pray in Jesus name 
And exactly like how I would pray for other people, if the first time, you know, it gets a little bit better, but not much, I pray a second time, I test it, I test it. And really, by the third time, that pain was completely gone. And I was like, wow, I was overjoyed, you know, that feeling of, what, really, this really happened? Hmm. And I think I, I haven't, um, for a long time, haven't experienced God's healing so immediate in my life. I've seen it in many people's life, and I see their reaction and whatnot. But for me personally, um, yeah, I, I probably don't recall a time that I had such an immediate healing. So this was just last night, you know. So I think God was showing what was the purpose of that. What was the purpose of God healing me when, you know, it's not killing you. You just can't have back pain. Um, but I think he's just showing me his goodness and his nature. Mm-hmm. That he's a, he's a he's Jehovah Rapha, that he heals. And, and that changes my mindset. That changes my mindset towards uh, who he is. And I think uh, in the many times that I pray for healing, I think that that is an irrefutable proof that God is good. You know, like when, when someone gets healed in the name of Jesus, first of all, they got healed in the name of Jesus. So like, you can't argue that because <laughs> you did get healed because I pray for people of different faith. And uh, strange enough, there was one example. There was a person of different faith that was very argumentative. And I'm not the most apologetic person. Um, so I really don't know how to argue. Um, but then in at the end of our conversation, I realized that he had a back pain. I'm like, Okay, and he was he was going to Boots to buy painkillers, and I'm I'm like, oh, okay, I need to pray for you. This is back pain. Like God can heal that. I know Jesus can heal that. So he bought his uh, painkillers at Boots, and then right before he took it, I took the courage and like, hey, actually, can I pray for your back pain? Uh, and he's like, oh yeah, he's he's open to it. Again, he's a, a person of a different faith. And what do I pray? Whose name do I use? In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You know. And, and he got healed and he was, we were in a public place and he shouted, oh my days. <laughs> so I think, yeah, when, when healing happens, people encounter the God that you claim to be God and it's in Jesus' name. So they cannot argue with that. Whether that person comfort immediately, I know that, that that is between him and God, right? But we present the power of God to them and we say, Jesus healed you. Jesus has the power to heal. I actually, right after that, I said, I, I said, after he was here, I said to him, this is why I believe Jesus is the son of God and he's alive. And I just left it there. It was awkward. He doesn't want to say, I don't know what to say after that. And <laughs> But yeah, I think going back to the question again, what is the purpose of healing in the New Testament? I think it's to reveal the heart of God. It's to reveal the nature of our good father. Mm. Yeah. That's, um. you know, you mentioned apologetics and... um. I think I think everyone who is who doesn't know Jesus um has a million different reasons for for why they why they haven't come to faith, right? Like mm-hmm. for this person it might be because there's an intellectual argument that they that they just can't get over. Um for this person it might be because they've experienced um loss or they're angry at God or whatever. Um for this is the person they just don't believe that he exists and, and have no reason to. Mm. And uh, and mm. you can totally see how miracles and healing are, um, you know, that's, that might not um, be a way that, that an intellectual skeptic is, is going to come to faith because they might just come up with some, um, some rational way that, that it could happen, you know, um, but for, can they people, though, can they though, like how do you rationally explain, well, you know, uh, like, a leg that grew, a leg that grew out, or like well, we a s- lump, 
we saw on the video, didn't we? We saw on the video um, mm-hmm. of American Gospel of like, oh yeah, you can manipulate a leg. Um, but for for something, yeah, but... <laughs> for something more. But more... I know. I I I I actually that's why um, I wanted to share that. I've I've I personally pray for legs growing out, and and I I can, can like if if I if I were to have any credit, I, I definitely would not want to do that because I don't want to trick somebody into believing in Christ. You know, that's there's no yeah, yeah, yeah. purpose in it. So, um, yeah, I've, so I think miracles. Actually, I, I I would I would say miracles confound the wise. Like, yeah, they they either have to really be denied, like in denial to say okay. Uh, you know that that healing was fake, or like you know, Yang is a is a magic trick person, um, which they are in denial, or they are just forced to face that. How can that happen? You know, and I th- I know not every time not it will not lead everybody to mm-hmm. to Christ, but it will definitely bring up questions that maybe serves the same as if I were to say a very powerful apologetic question. Um, it it causes them to think, right? But apologetics doesn't serve everybody, but you know. When we when we work with God and and God God's the one that healed it, so yeah, I'm yeah. sure He has His ways to convict His people. But I think for very intellectual people, and you show them a miracle, I don't know. Like they probably have to be either a self denial or or they have to go home and probably think what they just saw. Well, I think I think I would love it if if that was the case, if this that was the world that we live in. But you know, like. Putting aside that we're that we're Christians and we're talking about faith, like the world right now is just like full of division and skepticism and just outright mm. um just denying the truth, whatever you know politics or climate change or faith um it's really easy for someone to to say, you know. I just don't believe that. And they don't even have to ration they don't even have to have a, a rational explanation with today's yeah. society. You can just say, I don't you can say, I don't believe you. I that's not what I experience. Yeah. And absolutely it works the same for apologetics. So you can give like a watertight case for like why Jesus was a historical person and why there's more evidence for Jesus than than mm. other historical figures. Uh, and you can say that and you can explain that in the clearest language. And then the yeah, person yeah, that you're talking yeah, to can yeah. just go, no, I th- still think he's made up. And it's like it, people choose what they want to believe, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but I think, um, yeah, that's then it's it's up to them and God, isn't it? Like, yeah, we, we are called to be obedient. You know, if, if apologetics is what he's called you to do and you do it faithfully, I think the outcome is not in our hands. But we 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 called to do whatever you know that, yeah, that of course. he's called us to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. and one thing that's that's awesome about talking about healing with um with a brother from church is that like if you tell me that you've experienced something, I know you enough and trust you enough that I I'm not going to say yeah. Well, you're manipulating that. Like, like <laughs> yeah, I'm twisting the leg. Yeah. I'm pulling the. Yeah. I'm playing with I have, uh, eye and, tricks. <laughs> and I think and I know the person that you were praying for, and I don't think he would have allowed that to happen. Either. Um, yeah, like I fully believe that 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 happened um, in the way that you said it. Uh, mm. It's just that there's, um, but yeah, you know, there's there are people who are. I'm, I mean, even in the Bible, right? So 
So Acts, Acts chapter 8, we, we hear of Simon the sorcerer. And he's this guy who is, um, is doing... We believe. He be- he's, yeah. he's doing signs. Like people call him the great power of God or he calls himself that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's doing something. Maybe, maybe it's demonic or spiritual. I don't think it's just like a, a, a magic trick. Um, yeah. And, and so there, there is something going on that is not from the Holy Spirit. Um, but that that is being used, and this I th- I think this Acts chapter eight is is um a great uh indictment of like the 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 prosperity gospel, you know, um because si- mm. Simon he 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 becomes he gets baptized, he becomes a follower of Christ, and then he sees this healing, he sees the Holy Spirit and, and miracles, um and he tries to buy this this power, he tries yeah. to give money. Yeah um to to uh, peter and and peter's like well, what are you doing like you can't buy the gift of the holy spirit um and because of that you're not going to share in this ministry um yeah yeah and i think that's like if 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 there's a, a faith theater on tv saying you're only going to be healed if you give me money like so i can buy another private jet that's like the same thing that's going on here right like it's mm. it's seeing the gift and not realizing that the mo- the more important thing is going back to the the question of like why why is healing the more important thing is who gave you that gift like why do you have that gift it's to show you that god loves you and that he has the power to do great things in your life um and for for simon the sorcerer he is fixated on the the gift itself right like the healing for itself so that he can be built up rather than Jesus being built up. But he, he didn't get it, though. <laughs> no, he didn't get it. He didn't get it. <laughs> but yeah, going back to what, what you said about um, healing in the name of Jesus, I think, I think that's... Uh, you know, like, I was looking through the, the New Testament past the Gospels to see um, examples of, of healing. And actually, there aren't loads um, in the New Testament, um, although it's talked about... At, it pretty pretty normally like one corinthians is like yeah some people are I think, healing i think like, it's, it's i think it's not talked about as much now because it's become part of the norm of the church like you say you know yeah um, yeah, yeah and and you know it 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 quickly goes to, because it's not descriptive it just says uh and god made did signs and wonders among the midst yeah um you know and paul did miracles of signs and philip did miracles signs and wonders so mm-hmm. i think it's just yeah but yeah, yeah. definitely I think definitely signs and wonders were part of the early church, like like how preaching the gospel or you know prayer and 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 sharing of uh, possessions. I think that's that's just part and parcel of um, um, yeah church life. Yeah, Unlike yeah. today, where you have denominations and like oh yeah they pray for the sake, but they don't, or uh, you know they believe in this and they believe in this. But I think mm-hmm. yeah, it's it was part and parcel of the early church. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. Um, but but like the examples where it does happen, um, like with Peter and with Paul, uh, it's it's focused around the name of Jesus, right? Like it's it's mm. it's not it's more than just like they say in the name of Jesus you are healed. Um, but then there's also like an explanation that goes on with that. Um, so mm. like Acts three and four, where um, where where Peter he- uh, yeah Peter heals the um, the beggar outside the temple. Uh, he then goes into this this huge sermon twice 
Uh, so at the end of Acts chapter three, he gives this this address to the crowd, and he's mm. saying like, mm-hmm. it's through Jesus who, as Jews, you crucified, but it's through Jesus and His name that this happened. And the point is like, this guy who you think, or who did just die, he has His name has power to to do this. So you mm. should be believing what we're saying. Um, and then he goes on to talk yeah. about repentance, like immediately afterwards. Yeah. Um, mm. And he does the same thing in Acts chapter four. He gets arrested and, and taken before um, the high priests. And uh, and he does the same thing. And their response is, well, we're not going to tell him not to heal, but we're going to tell him not to use the name of Jesus. Like, because they mm. see it as power um, in Jesus' mm. name. And so I, yeah. I think it's, I think, I think when I'm looking at it and like, what is the purpose of healing? Um, it's so that people come to know Jesus. Um, and that's, that's that's so much more than just like I don't have um a problem with my arm anymore. Like that's that's awesome. That's great that that, that, that brought you to Christ and um and that and it's great that he listens to and and answers our prayers even as we as Christians pray for that stuff. Um but there's so much more to it, right? Like it's it's about understanding who Jesus is. And I guess for you praying last night, um what's great is not just that your back is healed, but also that you're reminded of the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, yeah, totally. And that brings you, that hopefully uh, strengthens your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I would hope so. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Do you want to say anything else about those Acts passages before we move on? Um, no, I think... Um... I think the performing of miracles, like you say, uh, is always coupled with, um, from the two passages that you picked, is always coupled with the proclamation of gospel, which mm. I think is, is really important. Um, at the same time, I think uh, proclamation of gospel and demonstration of power is equally as important. You get what I mean? So I think, because that's the model of Jesus, Jesus preached and demonstrate, preach and demonstrate. So I think it's not one more important than the other. Uh, I think it's together. Like it's, it's, we don't want to pitch it against one another because they're both, they're both very important. So um, I would say preach the gospel, demonstrate the power and demonstrate power, preach the gospel. It's, it's part of, part of preaching the gospel. Oh, that's, um, that's interesting. And, and I, and I think that, that sometimes we try to pitch one over the other, but I don't think Jesus did that. You know, I think, or the, the, the disciples when they were sent out. Where did they learn to heal the sick? Where did they learn to preach the gospel? They learned it from Jesus. They right. learned it yeah. by observing how Jesus did it. And then Jesus did it for a while. And then Jesus sent them to do the same. Go and preach the gospel kingdom and heal the sick. Right? So so I think it's, it's not discounting one over the other. Both are very important. So I think I would, my favorite phrase, agree to disagree here. Um, or maybe not agree. I'm just going to disagree. Um, mm. Because, you know, while while the, this power is important, um, it's important that we understand how powerful God is. I don't know if every person on earth, um, the best way for them to know that power is to experience um, something physical. It, it's, it, it's definitely the case for lots of people. And, and that's why we should still be um, doing it. 
But mm. I think the, the point of what Jesus was doing is he was coming and he was being like, look, there isn't any doubt that I'm the Messiah because I'm showing you like with my action. Like I'm not just some, you know, like people, some people will say, oh yeah, Jesus was just a nice guy. He was a nice, nice guy. Well, mm. like C.S. Lewis said, either he was the son of God or he was lying about it, right? Like, mm. or, or he was like mistaken. But so either mm. he's really performing these miracles um, or he's like a, a complete like charlatan and he's, he's deceiving people. He can't be like just a yeah. good person. So yeah, I think, I think the point of what, um, of what Jesus is doing when he says to the disciples, go and, and heal and cast out demons is it's, it's like, it's almost like a PR campaign. Like it, it, it's to, it's so that people say, well, how are you doing this? And so they find out about Jesus. And if you don't so know, so where, where's who the Jesus point of this agreement? Because you're saying the same thing, which is the 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 showing of the the evidence that Jesus is Lord, and the preaching of He came to die for you. you so far, it's the yeah. same thing. It, it's it's both important. So where's the disagreement? I, well, no, I, yeah, what you said there, I fully agree with. Um, mm. It's it's maybe I don't know if everyone needs like a Damascus Road experience. Um, in order to to come to know Jesus, um, I don't know mm. if, if everybody needs, it. and that's not to say that we shouldn't be doing it because we don't know how people are going to respond. We don't know if that friend is going to listen to our apologetics or our our personal testimony, or if they're going to respond to miraculous healing or some other some other sign. We don't know that, so we should be we should be doing it. But I think the, I mean, what they were talking about in American Gospel is like healing people, strangers, and then just being like, cool, Jesus loves you. See you later. Um, and you know how, how like, how awful for that person if, if they don't follow up, if they don't know what the gospel is or if they have a misunderstanding of the gospel and they, <laughs> they're healed and then like they live their life maybe thinking that they understand, but they haven't, nobody's told it to them. Um, and, and then like they they get to heaven and they find out that actually they don't know jesus like it that that's awful and and that's um i think that's quite a so heavy responsibility i agree i agree so so what would you say then don't pray the sick just preach the gospel no 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 we should absolutely we should absolutely pray for the sick but um mm. the gospel is m more important but but you know like what's the gospel what is the gospel Oh, we talked about this last week. Um, I know. Yeah. What is the gospel? What is the gospel that Jesus asked us to preach? The good news, the right? Like that. That. What is the good news? It's it's restoration with Jesus, with God. Ultimately, I think if mm. if you're trying to get to and like, how does the that... motive of it. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think the the gospel, the good news that uh, the American gospel had is is the gospel, but I don't think it's. I think it's part of the gospel. The gospel that, there, if you want a strict definition, is an intellectual agreement of what Jesus has done. But I see it as um, when when you're healed, you're actually experiencing the gospel. And I don't think it's it's not the gospel when you pray for somebody sick and say, I love you. God loves you, sorry. Um, I understand the concern that, yeah, sometimes you, you pray, you bless somebody, they got healed, uh, and you tell them, God loves them. I, in, in, in that angle, it looks like you haven't finished your job. But really, um, really, if you think about, if you're that person, right, you don't believe in God, you're just walking down the street and somebody say, hey, 
uh, I hear a word of knowledge that you have a knee pain. I'm like, what? And then they pray for the person. They, he prays for you and then the, heel, the knee is gone. He's going to say Jesus done that, right? At least he's going to do that. Nobody's going to do that and like, okay, bye. They're going to say at least Jesus loves you. And to me, how I say it is, um, you know, even if we presented the gospel, does that mean that person's going to convert, right? No, it doesn't mean. So I think go, using the principle of, you know, Paul water, uh, Paul plants the seed, Apollos water it, but God is the one that gives growth. So I think, I think salvation, a person coming to salvation is a journey. So, we may be the one planting the seed. We may be the one watering. We may be the one reaping. And then I have a lot of uh, 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 privilege of doing the end part, which I really enjoy. You know, like you, you seem to like, yeah, I lead this person to Christ. But really, that person that you led to Christ, probably in his journey, somebody shared the name Jesus to him. Mm. Somebody probably said, show a testimony to him, and he doesn't believe. Somebody probably, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. share a Facebook video and share a BCC Sunday worship. And then at one point, you know, he comes to you or me, and, and then we present the full gospel and like, oh, now it makes sense. I want to accept Jesus. So I think it's it's a journey. So I think the 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 angle that the movie was going to, like saying, this person is just praying for the people on the street and saying Jesus loves you. They're doing a horrible job. I think that's a bit too cruel, I think. I think for, for a person to want to even do that, you know, it's it's uh, it's admirable. Like, would... would I, I, I don't have the courage to go to Bullring every day and pray for the sake. Right. You know? So I think it's planting seeds. It's planting seeds, I think. Yeah, it, it is. But um, I think, I think I guess it's maybe more like, I don't think we disagree. I think we have conversations like this all the time where really we don't disagree, but it's, mm, it's the perspective mm. that we're coming at it from. Um, mm. Where like, yeah, maybe we, I don't know. So I... We're seeing different parts of the yeah, journey. Because I, 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 I don't disagree with what you're saying there. Um, I think what it is, is it's like, but why are these people who are going out and praying for, for healing then not... Ex- it's, it's like it's a choice for them to not talk about the rest of the gospel and the fact that, like, it sucks that you, like, that you, that you had a, pr- a problem with your, with your leg and that's awesome that Jesus healed it. But, like, you've got this bigger problem with your soul um and like yeah we all know that we know that we're broken um but but yet sometimes it feels like there's this emphasis on the physical at the expense of of your soul and it doesn't need to be that way it can be both right it can be but i think sometimes like if if some things put people off and and like say I pray for the sake, but that I don't always say, you know, you repent, you're a sinner immediately because. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't know. you can I... do it in a bad way, can't you? You could, like, I'm not saying we should yeah. be standing on street corners and shouting at people that are going to hell either, because I don't think that's. No, I mean, I mean, even if I pray for somebody like like the, the person of a different faith, right? And all I could mutter at that time was, this is why Jesus is Lord and he is alive, he is the Son of God, right? Because. He obviously disagreed yeah. with that. He's like, oh, Jesus is a nice person, but he's not the son of God. And the Bible never says that. So I show him that God is alive, right? Pray. And then God show him that God is alive. God, Jesus mm. is alive. Jesus just healed you. And young can uh, uh, poorly <laughs> mutter that few lines. Um, but are you going to say that, young, you are doing a horrible job. You did not present the full gospel. You shouldn't have. You... So the difference here is you know that guy, right? 
Um, yeah, but I would do that to a stranger as well. I'll do that to a stranger. I, I, I would, I would see the situation, and of course, you know, if you feel that their attention is is going away, I don't, I don't chuck the Bible down. I don't chuck the yeah, 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 the yeah, sinner's yeah. prayer down. Then you know, so I think, I think it's, it's, yeah, I, I definitely agree that any opportunity we have, especially after a powerful healing, we should present. Um, them the opportunity to accept Jesus. I think that's the right word to say, rather than, you know, the gospel, quote unquote, because it's, it's present them the opportunity to accept Jesus. But it may not be always their time. Like they're not always. Of course, ready of at course, that they, point time, yeah, they can say that. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it's it's important that we like know what we mean by the gospel because there's loads of other stuff. Like if you're if you're praying the sinner's prayer with someone, you don't want to explain like, well, how do you feel about like infant baptism or like what do you think about women preaching mm. like there's lots of stuff mm. in our faith in our doctrine that is um not to do with salvation but i think i think it's mm. important that like you can't bring someone to christ if they don't understand what they're coming to like they don't if they don't understand the gift that they're that they're getting through jesus through the through grace and through their um admission of their their own brokenness um then I'm not sure they have actually come to know Jesus, you know. Mm. But I wanna I wanna I wanna throw a question responding to that, which is do do people that you see come to Christ fully understand the gospel day one? Um I think yes and no. So like I think I think there's like like a, a fundamental level of of understanding and like you can get you can get to this level even as a child, um, of like understanding that I do bad stuff and I can't so it's, help it's it. bad stuff that is the gospel no, you need to no, no. know that they've done bad stuff well <laughs> kind of that's not the gospel that's not the good news that's the bad news like the good news okay. is when you realize that you do bad stuff that through Christ through his resurrection and his death on the cross we can then be restored right mm. so mm. You, you, and you can't separate out like you can't you can't take away the being brought low by realizing your own sin um because if you take that away then jesus doesn't mean anything like if you mm-hmm. think you're a good person if you allow somebody to think they're a good person and yeah, i'm not yeah, saying we yeah. should be like screaming in their faces um and i think i think ultimately this this whole conversation um is awkward for me because i'm not a a natural evangelist like i feel uncomfortable about going and speaking to strangers about this because it's such a big deal right um and so in my opinion bringing people to christ is a process like you're saying and it works best through mm. a relationship so if it's with people that you know then all this conversation is irrelevant really because at some point we would be presenting the gospel mm. wouldn't we? um so it's not about like doing everything in the in the moment. Um, it's mm. it's more about like the key thing here is is God's restoration with His people. Like that's that's the story that we have from Genesis all the way through to Revelation. Um, it's mm. it's that people turned away from God and and He is restoring that and He is restoring that physically, but He's also restoring it spiritually and eternally. And we shouldn't um, we shouldn't only focus on one thing yeah 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 let me let me share i think because actually um 
I actually really admire people that pray on the streets. And, but I also am aware that, you know, after they get healed, they don't always put them into a church or things like that. So I was caught up in that mm. uh, for a while. But, but how, how do I see it now? I still really do admire people that do that. And I want to do that. And sometimes I do that. But, um, but how I see it is that, hey, they're playing their part. They're the body of Christ. Um, they are playing their part in showing the power of God and other parts of the body should step up as well. Like we should step up to house people to churches. When we see someone that sort of know Christ, we should invite them to our mm, yeah, yeah. life groups. We should invite them to church. So, um, so, you know, I, I wouldn't say, uh, you know, these people that just pray for the, for healing that they're doing a complete job. I was saying they're doing their job and of course they can do it better, but so can we, so can I, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we need the body of Christ. We need we need every believer to be a witness. So I think if all of us can be a better witness, yeah, um, more people will come to Christ. Um, you know. So I think I I wouldn't want to personally. I don't want to be critical to to people that are healing on the streets because if you really think about it, like why is healing happening? It's not because they are powerful. It's because God approves. Yeah. Right. If if yeah. a, an actual healing happened, right? I think you're you're thinking about all oh, the dodgy healing, but no, really. Like, if a pain, if someone is in chronic pain and somebody lay hands on them and got healed, who's the one healing? It's God. Mm. And if God doesn't have a problem working that way, um, in His all wisdom. Um, oh no, totally, yeah. totally, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I I fully agree with that. Uh, and if you feel mm. called by by God, if you feel prompted by the Spirit to to go and pray yeah. for someone, um, then we're one hundred percent we should be doing that. Um, mm. I think I think we're like down a, a rabbit hole of um of yeah i don't know what discussion um of praying people praying and not presenting the full gospel but but if i maybe i can conclude and you can conclude on this point i can I, my conclusion point for this is um they are doing their part of the role i should do my part of the, of, of of bringing more people to christ the, the harvest is plentiful the workers are few mm. you know so i think i think they Ideally, ideally, in in a perfect situation, they will have they have people that are gifted in healing. There are people in gifted in uh, pastoral. They work together, and if somebody's got healing, somebody's gonna like you know come. You know, I'm gonna invite you to blah 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 blah. That's in the ideal perfect world. So I think, yeah, I I I, I wouldn't want to be too critical of them. But yeah, what's your concluding statement on this? Uh, yeah, I I don't think I would be critical of of people who are doing this, you know, like if, mm. if, if someone in our church is saying, yeah, I'm going out and praying for healing. I'm not going to be like, Oh, don't do that. Um, mm. It's, it's more like, um, it, I think it's I, what I'm, what I was arguing against is the idea that, that someone might be deliberately choosing to not talk about the gospel or, or um, mm. elevating um, miracles so high that like we're going to show you the power of God, but we're not going to show or explain to you who He really is. Um, but we don't know their intentions. We can't. Really no, no, them. absolutely, we don't. So it was just in this hypothetical discussion um, mm. that we're that mm. we're down this this. Um, yeah, this but that movie was quite conclusive. The movie was saying this is what they're doing, you know, and and they keep playing this clip. Like you see, he's just saying Jesus loves you. There's no point in saying Jesus loves you if you don't do this, do this. So I think. I, I think they were critical and I, I don't want to go down that route of being critical of people that are, that are you know, to showing God's goodness. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think, I think there's like, they're not, I don't think they're being critical of every single person doing this. I think they're being critical of what they're classifying as the, um, the prosperity gospel. And so, yeah. so where we figure out that line, um, you know, I think, I, I, I don't want this show to be about the prosperity gospel, but you know, like there's a point at which someone may be like, not have the great the best theology but still sincere and still seeking after after god in the right way and then there's a there's a point where you step over that line and you're like you're actually doing something against the gospel like the more extreme examples and i don't know if you can find the exact point where that line is so people might have a different understanding of of where that is agree yeah so i think i think i think we're in agreement here okay Mm. um hey so We've talked about the gift of healing. Mm. Mm. What do you think that looks like? Like I was reading 1 Corinthians 12 and, and Paul saying, some have the gifts of tongues and prophecy and um, all these other things. And some people have the gift of healing. So I'm like... What does that look like? And I've, Yeah, I've heard Christians say before, like, oh, I really wish I had the gift of healing. Mm. And it makes me just ask, like, does that mean if you don't have the gift and you pray for someone, is God not going to answer? Like, is have you got like specially special magic hands or like? I don't. I don't know the answer to this. I don't. I don't know what it, what it actually is. You know, if you, if you've got the gift of healing and I haven't, and we both pray for the same person, does God ignore my prayer and listen to your prayer? <laughs> um. E. I th- I think okay. What's the question? What is the question actually? What like, is the question? what does what is the gift of healing? When Paul says some people have the gift okay. of healing, and he's very clear that brilliant, some people brilliant. have this, but not everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think um, the gift of healing totally there is such thing, and um, this Paul actually lists all the all the nine gifts in it. The nine gifts of the spirit, um, where the knowledge, where wisdom, uh, miracles, whatnot, and heal, gift of healing. Uh, is one of them. And I believe, I totally believe that some people have the gift of healing. Um, but we're all called to heal, right? Mm. We're all called to heal, but some people have the gift of healing. Um, we're all called to prophesy. Oh, it might be uh, more controversial, but we're all called to prophesy, but some people have the gift of prophecy. Right. Right? So, um, so what does that look like? I think gift of healing, we're all called to um, heal the sick. But some people have a special anointing to heal. Um, and I've seen people with give of healing. Some people may say, I have it, but I, I don't know. I, I will embrace it if I have it. But what I know is in, in 1 Corinthians 14, it says, eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Mm. Eagerly desire it. So I think to the person that wanted give of healing, yeah, eagerly desire it because that, that's what Paul you know, advocates. Um, but I, I think whether you have the gift of healing or not, we should all desire to pray for the sick or, yeah, or yeah. pray for healing. So like for it, for me personally, I'm not hundred percent sure if I have the gift of healing, but whether I have it or not, I'm going to pray for the sick. And if I were to want more of the gift of healing it's because I want to see more people. Here. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my yeah, fully understanding. Agree. Um, mm. yeah, I agree with that. It's just, you know, like the way that healing is talked about in that, um, 
it's the power is through Jesus's name. So then through the Holy Spirit. Right. So then yeah. if you have the gift of healing, like wh- what are you adding? Because <laughs> you have the power of Jesus's name. We can all invoke the power of Jesus's name. So like, uh... you know, um, this is one of those things. And, you, you know, I, maybe we can't get to the to the bottom of this. And I'm actually I'm quite critical of uh the pentecostal movement when they try to define the spiritual gifts too strictly you know like prophecy is exactly this or um or speaking in tongues works this way precisely because if you start to do that you're like he's the hope like he's god he can yes here is a list of gifts but he can do whatever he wants through any of us um so maybe i'm a little bit like hypocritical in that normally i would be like well let's not be too hasty in in trying to like write out the instruction manual for how to use this spiritual gift but at the same time i'm like ah like i i don't know maybe it it feels like does that mean that like i'm a second class citizen if i'm praying for healing you know I think I think I think focus on eagerly desire yeah, spiritual yeah. gifts. Let's focus on that rather than you know get too hooked up on mm-hmm. how it looks like or doesn't look like. But I think the 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 instruction is to love and to eagerly desire. And that word eagerly desire is almost like covet, isn't it? So it's a very very strong word. And and if spiritual gifts can be desired and therefore it be given, why won't we? Why why don't we? You know. So I think I would spend more time eagerly desiring it so that i can build up people and build the church yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. and and to be clear i think uh like again he's the holy spirit so just because you don't have the gift of healing today doesn't mean that you won't have the gift of healing tomorrow like yeah yeah. he's i think it's the point of what the gift is for rather than yeah you know whether whether i have all the gifts i have two gifts two gifts it's it's what's the gift for the gift is to uh to for the for the for the common good, that's mm. what um, for First Corinthians talks. Yeah, yeah, and we can also. That means that if you're in a position, if you're in a situation with a group of believers, um, and there isn't someone with a particular gift, you can expect the Spirit to raise up those gifts in other people because yeah. Paul's talking yeah. about the body of Christ. And if you're on yeah. some deserted island somewhere, um, and no, no, nobody has actually, the to do that. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? That's that's exactly what happened to me. I think that. I, I was I was so comfortable working with somebody with a gift of healing that I don't bother asking because it's scary and I have to die to self. Mm. But when I came to an environment where there's nobody functioning and praying for the sick, I I did ask I did ask for it so that so that this expression of God is expressed in this body of Christ, and you know people start to really believe that hey healing is still for today and you know and my my hope is that. Um, other people will, will dare to step up and say, hey, I want to give up healing too so that I can go to wherever I am and, and pray for the sick mm. um, and be more effective in it. Yeah, that's 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 right. I fully agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think that's it, right? Like the gift of healing, um, miracles or um, examples of, of the spirit coming in power is um is crucial to to a full understanding of um of who god is but it's also only mm. part of um of a bigger of a bigger thing 
and I think I think some of the criticism that we were talking about two weeks ago was directed at people who are either deliberately or um, inadvertently misappropriating the purpose of those things, right? And using it for a purpose that is other than than what God intended, or maybe um, drawing people to focus on the wrong things. Um, and these are these are all great ways that like like if we don't have the holy spirit we are not going to like i know myself there is no way that i will be able to do anything for the kingdom of mm. god if i don't have the holy mm. spirit um mm. like prompting me but also also using spiritual gifts um and mm. and changing me and so healing is just one of those things and i don't think we should we should treat it like magically or mis- mystically you know um because it is quite clear that it's it's here in in a list of ways, and Jesus said, "Go out and and heal the sick." Um, mm. So we should be eager to do that. Uh, and I don't mm. I don't think that means standing on street corners all the time and grabbing strangers, mm. although it could. I think we all have the opportunity to pray for for sick people all the time. That's like the most common yeah. prayer request when when you ask people, especially now, especially now, one hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, that could yeah. be another episode. yeah yeah um we normally end the show by saying what have you learned so do you have anything that that you have have learned in our conversation or that you that you want to highlight yeah i think i think to to summarize and then maybe i'll share what i'll learn to to summarize i think that's the the command to go and heal and preach the gospel that is for every believer um regardless of gifting. Yeah. Um, so I think to everyone listening, um, if you are a believer, God has given you the great commission. And in, in Mark uh, 16, it says, go and preach the gospel to all creation. Um, and this signs will follow. And part of it is you will lay hands on sick to be healed. So I think um, there, think about the, the people around you. There's a lot of people that need healing, whether physically, uh, emotionally, or, you know, any other way that needs healing. So I think the command to heal and to restore, like Ben, mm. you've, you've mentioned many times, is for every believer, is a calling on every believer. Um, then there's the gift of healing, which is a, a unique empowerment by the Holy Spirit to be even more gifted in, in the aspect of healing. Um, so I think, let's not uh, think that, oh, I don't have the gift of healing, so I don't heal. No, everyone is called to heal. Everyone is healed. So yeah, I just want to really encourage everybody to, to hear the call of God to to restore to restore reconcile the world back to him yeah awesome all right well thanks for being on our show thanks for uh yeah guest guest appearing it's an honor guys if you have any feedback if you would like to comment or um or continue this discussion please send us your feedback you can you can contact us on social media or you can email us at abside at the bcc.org.uk don't forget to to subscribe um itunes spotify we're now on amazon music as well if anybody is listening to this podcast or wow that, i don't know um until then we'll talk to you next time see you guys bye <laughs>